1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favourite podcast provider.
2: Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is also with me. We've got picks, lively outsiders and leans across four countries on the show, which includes, of course, Our head-to-head challengers defending champion and pro-better Will White faces American handicapper RJ. Just one week's worth of data in December from Germany, Spain, Italy and France. If you played under two and a half goals across those four top flight leagues, you are in profit in three of the four. And in total, your return on investments around about 11 percent. Are we seeing something different, Um, Steve? We've had an awful lot of goals, certainly the Bundesliga, but that was an unders Week one, December. Do you think there'll be a bit of regression between now and the end of the season? Has it started?
0: I think there's one word here, Dan. That's weather. If you notice across Europe, it's been pretty cold period recently, and uh, there's no doubt in my opinion that when the temperatures come down, then the goals can come down as well. But also, if we take sort of Germany out of it, I, I think sort of Spain, Italy, France this year there's more of a tendency for lower-scoring games. I think there's more... It's just one of those years where there's a few defensive negative managers on show as well in those leagues. and I think the goal lines have been higher than they should have been just based on, say, the last couple of seasons. So it's just a a concoction of factors why December has started off so well for unders backers across Europe.
2: Will, have you adjusted any of your ratings? Do you see any sort of trend that would suggest that unders players might be able to continue to make some money?
1: yeah, i've I've definitely adjusted my own numbers. Um, and I think if you if you watch the markets on game day themselves, you generally tend to see quite a lot of positive feedback for unders. and um, there have been lots of big moves for unders and so I think sharp players out there are, have started to adjust and started to focus on unders a few going back a few weeks now. I think perhaps we've reached the point now where markets have kind of reverted to fair pricing given the time of year. And so um, much more of a battle and kind of a balance between overs and unders moving forward, I would suggest.
2: RJ, you are more of an overs player than an unders player. Are you looking to go unders in any games at the moment?
3: No, I'm not Dan. If if anything, I'm just more selective. Uh, I have a hard time backing unders. It's just it, maybe it's the comfort level with me, But I think a lot of it has to do with what the boys said. Uh, I think it's a lot of matchup based uh, situations that have caused some unders. The weather, I think, has something to do or has a slight impact. Um, but I also think it's got to do with the uh, the scheduling, right? because there's a lot of cup matches going on, um international break. I just feel like especially in December, matches get crammed in. And I think uh, a variety of factors have caused this recent trend. But, uh, no, I won't be looking at unders anytime soon. If, if anything, I'll just be a little bit more more selective.
2: Yeah. Uh, you're right about the scheduling, because there's an awful lot of games, league and cup, across all of the leagues in Europe. Let's uh, kick off the challenge, shall we? And, incidentally, another profitable week last week, plus 35.67 return on investment last couple of weeks. That rises slightly a plus 37%, eight winners over the course of the last 12 plays. So well done, one and all. Hopefully we can keep it rolling over the course of this week. Will, to kick us off, as we mentioned, for our challenge, uh, we're going to go to the Bundesliga, 9am on Sunday, Stuttgart against Leverkusen, Stuttgart plus 200 here, Leverkusen, top of the league, of course, plus 1-1 one, one, 6. Two teams, Will, uh, that have been hugely profitable uh, to level stakes over two and a half goals, but the Asian line is a little higher and that's where we go for your play.
1: Yeah, my play here, Dan's going to be Stuttgart Leverkusen over three goals at minus one one seven um, at time of recording. It's a huge match, as you say, between the first and third place teams in Bundesliga. Both teams packed with offensive weapons, and both teams would have provided a very healthy ROI to betters backing overs in their respective games so far this season. Leverkusen have seen an astonishing eighteen of twenty-one competitive games go over two and a half, and Stuttgart eleven of sixteen. They're the second and third highest scorers in Bundesliga this season behind Bayern. Also, interestingly, they're the second and third highest XG created per 90 across the top five European leagues this season. So it really just goes to show kind of what Steve was talking about earlier and how Bundesliga has really stood out in terms of attacking intent and and therefore goals so far this season. Uh, Leverkusen impressive last time out versus versus Dortmund where they created over two goals worth of xg um, they've scored two or more goals in 19 of 21 uh, games so far this season which is which is quite incredible Stuttgart themselves 14 of 16 have seen them score two or more so it's it's hard to really see why the line has been set at over under three goals so I think it's it should be a little bit higher maybe some of that seasonality and kind of the fact that there were only an average of 2.12 goals per game in the last game week of Bundesliga, 17 goals from eight matches. I think that's played into it here, and I think there are perhaps some games where the markets shouldn't necessarily be adjusting that much, and, and this is definitely one of those. Um, if you look at similar kind of profile of matchups for either team, they both played uh, Borussia Dortmund recently. Um, and in both of those games, so Leverkusen-Dortmund and Stuttgart-Dortmund, the over-under line was three and a quarter. So I think the line should be three and a quarter here. Um, I'm happy to back the over three, knowing that we get a full stake returned if there are only three goals. And to be honest, I think I can only really see that being a minimum of uh, of three goals in this matchup. So I'm very happy with that play.
2: Yeah, maybe just a little bit of an over-correction, uh, Steve, as Will was pointing out after the uh first match day of December here. It does look a really good play, doesn't it? At minus 118. What are your thoughts here? You've been across an awful lot of Bundesliga over successful plays this season.
0: I like the play. This was nearly one of my leans, actually. Um, I'd certainly looked at this game. It should be a cracker. Uh, one thing I want to say is that Stuttgart just look really good. I, I they keep playing fantastic football. And um I think I tweeted last weekend that how well they are coached and and, and look on the field. And, and it, 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 for me, as a logical analyzer of soccer, it's strange because the squad really is only mid-table ability, but they're playing at a far higher level. So I don't get it, but I've, it happens in football sometimes. Teams just do it. Um, they're a legitimate side. This might be a step too far, though. I think Leverkusen are top quality, and I think they'll just take their chances a little bit better than Stuttgart. They're unbeaten in the last 11 visits to the stadium, which is now called the MHP Arena. It's uh, had loads of names down the years. I always used to known it known it as the Dimer Stadium, but uh, that's uh, different now. It, it It's really hard to argue against over three goal line. I think it should be at least three. So much attacking ability on, on either side. And, um, you know, yeah, I think Leverkusen might just edge it.
2: Let's get RJ's first pick because RJ has got the opportunity to strike first for the challenge because it's a 12 30 Saturday game. We go to Spain, Villarreal against Real Sociedad here. Villarreal plus 235, Real Sociedad plus 114. Both teams to score for both of these teams. RJ has been very profitable this season and we are not deviating from that particular system in this game, RJ. Well, I think RJ might well be on mute. Let's see if we can get him back on. There we go. Right,
3: yeah. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, first off, good to be here with you all. Happy holidays. Uh, diving right in, though, Dan. Both teams to score in this match, V Vir- Vir- Real Sociodad, minus 135. Recent recent form in current stands, Vir- Real ranked 12th in La Liga, while Real Sociodad hold the sixth position. Uh, Real Sociodad have climbed to the sixth position, being unbeaten in four of their last five league matches. Ah, uh, Villarreal, on the other hand, have been pretty inconsistent. Uh, Real Sociedad have shown strong away form, and and Villarreal's struggle at home uh, suggests you know an interesting type match here. Looking at the squad health, uh, Ander Baronexia, uh is best I could do uh, is out until break with a severe knee sprain. And Villarreal Daniel uh, Parejo was substituted in the 84th minute in their last match against Sevilla, and um, I didn't see too many further details, but it looks like he will not play in this match. So they're missing some some key midfielders, uh, a couple defensemen. Looking at the the recent form, both sides are coming off a, a draw, a one one draw. Villarreal drew with Sevilla on the third, and Real Sociedad drew with As- Asasuna on the second one one but looking at the overall numbers here too around 90 90 or 88 percent over the last six matches have seen both teams to score for these sides you know the numbers is a little low in my opinion uh but i felt this is one of the stronger plays uh for for everyone and and i think it's got a really strong chance of coming through here
2: Minus one thirty-five, both teams to score. Villarreal versus Real dads here. Chance to get an early one on the board for RJ Steve.
0: Well, it's an interesting strategy from RJ. I think he's kind of uh, kind of nailed down a banker here, at shorter odds, and um and hope it fires. I mean, Villarreal, there's a bit. I've got a big problem with their defense still. Um They do look like they concede a lot of chances, and um, that that would be. The area of concern, really, for, for anyone looking at betting on Villarreal. So, uh, both teams score, yes. I mean, there's enough firepower, isn't there, in either in either team. So, it's hard to hard to argue against it,
2: Dan. That's the play. Short price to see if RJ can get on the board nice and early on Saturday. Each show, we highlight some lively plus money selections across the European leagues. We've got three for you once again. Uh, Steve, what is your hot dog this week?
0: Yeah, I'm going to Germany. I'm going... Um, Cone against Mainz, and the bet is under two Asian goals. So it's one of those lines, if there's exactly two goals scored, it will be a push. I've mentioned for a while that Mainz-Unders are very much on my radar. And I mean this was nearly like an official pick of mine, under two and a half goals flat. But I thought, where can I get a bit more value? Um, I mean, I fancy nil-nil here. I think both sides stick out like a sore thumb in, in the metrics, in that they just constantly underachieve in front of goal they don't convert their chances compared to the rest of the Bundesliga. And I think ultimately, you know, the, some people will come fire back at me and say, well, it will regress out to the mean. I don't think that always happens because I just sometimes just teams aren't good enough at finishing up their chances. So neither tight, ta- neither team convinced me in front of Goldan. I think it's going to be quite a tight affair. Um, the, the bottom of the Bundesliga table is close. And I think every point matters right now. You don't want to be losing games. Uh, I mentioned about the manager change at Mainz recently to Jan Sievert um, since he took over. It is 100% unders, under two and a half anyway. And um, although the metrics perhaps suggest there should have been some more goals, he's definitely got them organised a lot better. He'll come here, he'll try and get a point, I think, probably five at the back at certain points of the game. And it just feels to me like this could be quite a turgid affair. You know, we've said it all year, Cone just struggle to score goals. It's just the way it is. The Mainz are are very, very similar in that respect. So, I think under two Asian goals at plus 210. Looks a big price to me. You you obviously got a full push if there's two goals exactly, but this could be 0-0 or 1-0 either way, I think, Dan.
2: Uh, Cole, beating Domestad last time out, but a game that did go uh, under two Asian, just the one goal in that fixture last weekend. Saturday, 3pm for Wills. Um, lively price runner here and we go to Spain we're opposing Sevilla here Will
1: yeah I quite like Mallorca here to to get the win at plus 163 Um, I would say there is quite a high likelihood of a tie here but um, but the market's got that factored in the ties plus 210 which is very we're very short for a for a tie so I think there's a narrative, uh, I mean, a true narrative that um, Mallorca are winless at home this season. But I think that that headline is a little bit deceiving. Um, they've won the XG battle in the last four home games. And prior to that, they ran Barcelona and Athletic Club very close in draws. So, you know, if you look back to last season and going back many seasons, really, Mallorca are very strong at home. You know, it's an island um which generally tends to increase home-field advantage. You'd see the same with um, Las Palmas in La Liga. And I, I think the biggest factor here for me, though, is the fact that Sevilla might be distracted by their midweek trip to Lenz in the Champions League, where they are making a bid for their customary Euro- Europa League push, and they need to win to, to have a chance of finishing third and getting qualifying for the Europa League there. Um, sevilla are winless away from home so far in La Liga 2 um and they're winless in eight games in La Liga overall they do have a reputation for being quite poor travellers so you've got a strong home team here playing uh, weak travellers who are distracted by a big midweek game it's also the early kickoff on tuesday that's um that lens sevilla game so i can see i can see their their eye being elsewhere um sevilla have also, to me, they seem to be a team that are quite potentially quite tired and running on fumes. They've been riddled with injuries since the start of the season, whilst also trying to compete across La Liga and Europa League campaigns. I think it's it's really starting to take a toll, and um, they are going to be missing a few here, but they do have a, a few coming back from from injuries or niggles, which might help. But maybe they look to protect those players. I think they're going to be prioritising the midweek fixture. And so I I do like the chances of Mallorca to get their first first home win on the board um, at plus 163.
2: Yeah, I like this play. I think what's been going wrong with Sevilla, they've rotated a lot and they seem to get it wrong an awful lot when they try and rest players for either Champions League or or big league games. So Mallorca to win plus 163 and then an earlier one on Saturday at 9.30. Back to the Bundesliga. RJ, what have you got for us? Big price?
3: yeah dan looking at uh borussia and gladback team total over 1.5 at plus 145. you know U- union are under new management uh nined Buz- uh you know union as we talked about in the show they just struggle they've struggled a year long and it's not a surprise they have new management they've had a couple one one draws since then i just looked at this match uh from a from a stats perspective you know, uh, Gladback over the last six matches averaged 2.67 goals. Four have yet to fail to score. And Union at home have failed to keep a clean sheet over the last six matches, averaging just over two, 2.2 goals. Um, I think the X factor here is the the new manager to see how they perform at home. I'd expect that to have some, some potential impact, but the reality is the player personnel that they have is the same. And, you know, unless they... um got blessed by by the Pope, or they had some special ceremony that I'm unaware of, I don't expect uh, them to magically just become a different team. And Borussia Mönchengladbach on the road have had wild matches, some 4-4 thrillers, but the fact is they continue to score. And I think at plus 145 here, this is certainly a a reachable and attainable bet that I have a strong feeling about. Um that's the
2: hot dog from the Union Munching Gladbach game. I'm just gonna throw this one in uh to everyone. And I've asked this question before, and I think everyone has said no. Can Union Berlin go down? The bottom of the league. Didn't realise they were bottom of the league. Steve, the plus five hundred to be relegated directly, we should say.
0: I'm more interested in to go down now than the last time you asked me, yeah, because it just isn't happening for them, is it? Um yeah, I've got to lean on this. I might as well, I'm going to talk about the lean slightly. On, I actually think Go I on. actually think, under 2.75 is what I was eyeing up. And the reason is because I just don't think Unian, uh, okay, they're just not very good in front of goal. And they've had two weeks to prepare for this game now because the last week's match was postponed against Bayern. When a new manager comes in, usually the first thing they do is try and tighten up the defence. Hmm. Now, I don't know whether this manager is capable of doing it. I don't know a lot about him. I think it's come from the Turkish League and there can be some high-scoring games. But I, I just think Union Berlin, for me, goal lines in their games should be 2.25 or 2.5. So 2.75 did kind of just interest me as, as, as an under. But it doesn't feel good betting unders involving and Gladbach because they, they, they're they really kind of a wild team. And um, But one thing about them, they played midweek in the Cup, went to extra time against Wolfsburg. They could be a bit tired. That was only 1-0. So I do wonder what they've got left in their tank as well. I think it's interesting. RJ makes some good points. Statistically, the value is definitely on Gladbach here. Um, But I just think goal lines with Union Berlin could be worth looking at unders next next
2: few rounds. Uh, Will, just back to my question, could they go down? They've got Real Madrid, of Mm. course, next week in the Champions League. They they need to win it, don't they, really, to to have any chance of, of getting Europa League spot. And if they got into the Europa League, it might not be great for their league league situation. I don't know. Plus 500 just seems big. I mean, it's all obviously based on the fact that they qualify for the Champions League last season. But historically, they're not a top team. Team.
1: I mean, can they get relegated? Yes. But that's a entirely different question to is plus 500 a good price to back them to get relegated? And I'd say no to that. Um, they're only four points off 13th. Um, mm-hmm. They're only... I mean, they're only 11 points off seventh. So, you know, it's not like they're that far dislocated from the outside the relegation zone. Um, And, you know, I I think there are far worse teams in Bundesliga. And so Uh, for me, ratings-wise, they're still kind of middle of the pack and almost kind of like almost upper middle of the pack for me. But that's just my numbers. And uh, maybe the eye test says something completely different, but... uh, yeah, my opinion is the plus five hundred. I wouldn't be touching it.
2: RJ, ahead of the season, you give us some good, good plays on the Bundesliga relegation situation. Any change in that, do you think, from your point of view?
3: No, I, I think I, I agree with the boys. I, I think Union will 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 get their act together. I think it's uh at plus five hundred. It's, it's probably not the best play. Hopefully, FC uh Cone, right, who I picked to get relegated at the beginning of the season, continue to uh I mean they've got 10 goals and their 13 matches. Um just like union they have a hard time finding the net and they'll they'll try to sneak away with draws or low low scoring defensive battles but i think eventually that that will take its toll and and you'll start seeing the teams like Cole drift a little bit more and i think union will, will slowly creep up the table it's such a tight pack it's it's hard not to see them i, I really
0: worry about darmstadt and heidenheim dan i just think they're starting to mm. show signs of regressing big and i mean they actually play against each other this weekend And that's a big game one of them could do with winning that,
2: really. Minus 250, Dom, said Heidenheim. Uh, Plus 125, went down a bit of a rabbit hole of Bundesliga relegation betting there. Let's bring it back to the (laughs) challenge. And we've got Will's uh, second pick. Uh, Barcelona, Girona here, which is Sunday 3pm. This would be a really good watch, I think. I hope Barcelona are short at minus 205. Will, Girona plus 500, second versus third. But there's no belief in the prices that Girona uh, can cause an upset here. Talk us through what you like.
1: Yeah, when I uh, when I when I imagine how this game is going to play out, I, I imagine it being um, a really great game to watch, a high-scoring game, but ultimately a Barcelona win. It's a huge game at the top of La Liga. It's also a Catalan derby, and Barca really need to get the win here to keep up uh, with Real Madrid and Girona at the top of the table. For me, Barcelona are really starting to tick now that they've got Frankie de Jong and Pedri back fit. Um, they lost Gavi, yes, big loss, but I think getting these two back is uh, supersedes that in terms of importance. Um, and I and I think they're starting to show the signs of having that midfield dominance that they've had, that they kind of pride themselves on. Uh, they were very impressive in a win against Atleti, winning the XG battle 3.09 to 1.00. One thing I will say about Barca, we've discussed this before on this show, there have been doubts about the Barca's home field advantage um, with them playing home games at their temporary, uh, temporarily at the Olympic Stadium in Montjuïc. That kind of, you know, was accentuated I, when I watched them drift heavily um, at home to Athletic Club late in October, and and that was when really it kind of pricked my attention that maybe the markets do not like the home field advantage for Barca here. But it's undeniable that they're they're playing well at home. They've won 10 out of 11 um, at the Olympic Stadium so far this season, including all three games in the Champions League group stage. They were very impressive uh, versus Atleti, as I mentioned previously. Uh, At the same time, it's undeniable that Girona have been a revelation this season, winning 12 of 15. They've got some incredibly talented, exciting players, not least uh, the, the young Brazilian Savinho and the recent Spain debutant. And some say most informed La Liga midfielder, Alex Garcia, ex-Man City. Or is he still owned by Man City? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. City is, but... Football Group player, yeah. Alex Garcia. Having said that, they've been outperforming their expected goals at both ends of the table. And so there's a question mark as to how um, sustainable this form is. And we've also spoken about that previously on this show. They give up lots of chances. They're only mid-table in XG Conceded. And with uh, Yangel Herrera missing, who's an important kind of destroyer in the middle of the park, when it comes to that Girona team tackling a midfield of Pedri, Gundogan, um, Frankie de Jong, and Joao Felix dropping in and Rafinha kind of on the right-hand side there, I can see Barca creating a ton of chances here for a quote-unquote out-of-form Lewandowski, who still has 7 from 14 in La Liga this season. I think Barca overall will have enough to win this game. Slightly nervous about it. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, But if you add over 2.5 goals in total, you get an attractive price of minus 106, I believe. Jorona have seen 11 from 15 go over 2.5 this season. And I can see them scoring here, but ultimately I think the result's likely to be a 2-1, 3-1 type victory for Barcelona. It's Jorona's good run to end, Steve, according to Will.
0: Yeah, I'm in Will's camp here. I'm in the Barcelona camp. Girona have done well, but they, I mean, if you look at expected points, they are 12 points better off than they should be. But that's a significant tally. That is unsustainable. And um, they're a good side, but they only play one way. And that is going to be a problem here because Barcelona, uh, like Will said, they're starting to play better football. They should have really won by a bigger margin last week against Atletico Madrid. And, you yeah, know, Girona, I think, like the experience, they'll come here, they'll have a go, and they may well get on the score sheet. But um, I, I think we're getting to the signs recently. They were lucky to win last week, I thought, Girona. Recent weeks, they've been falling behind in games. Uh, Barcelona will take them seriously, um, which is not a good thing for Girona here. And I think they get the job done. And Will's getting a bit of value adding the um, adding the goals because you know Girona
2: just play one way, don't they? Let's get to RJ's second pick. We go to uh, Liga Paris Saint-Germain against Nantes. Uh, this is Saturday, 3 p.m., so Will's plays are both Sunday. RJ's plays are both Saturday. So we'll know what Will has to do uh, to win the challenge uh, at the start of Sunday's play. Paris Saint-Germain are short here. Uh, RJ minus 500, non plus 1,200. And Paris have got that game against Dortmund next midweek. I mean, I know you've not played on the money line here, but would that be a little bit of a concern to uh, to money line players or those looking to to get with paris Saint germain giving a giving a goal or two away um, that game is massive isn't it away in germany
3: next week rj oh it's a massive massive match for both both sides there uh in the champions league table it's it's a crucial match for them uh to to just assure their Their advancement and um you know i think psg you're starting to see some line drift i I think uh, i see minus 500 on our sheet i see minus 400 currently so i think there's been some some drift overnight uh, towards nonce i I don't expect them to uh to 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 have too much of an impact here but yes to your to your question dan it's a massive match you know money line from psg i wouldn't necessarily even obviously at that price parlay it I, i i I think they're obviously, obviously the strongest side in, in Lyon. PSG is dealing with some interesting injuries. Um, they'll also be without uh, Donnarumma, uh, their starting goalkeeper due to a red card. He's suspended. But they also, if you look at the injury report, they have four other goalkeepers on in the injury list, including Carol Navis, who's been out with a back injury. So they're going with fifth-string goalie uh, from the Barcelona B team this weekend. And... He's only got a little bit of professional experience. I think he's going to be somewhat of a liability for this side. Obviously, you know, you have Killing Mbappe, the leading goal scorer in league, 1 with 15 goals. He's been in excellent form. Nats will miss uh, miss defender Quinton Merlin due to a groin strain and striker Ignatius Ganago due to an ACL injury. He's out for long term. But I think due to the fact that so there was a couple ways I looked at this. I think I was trying to figure out what was the best for for betters, right? To to give out and then the best for this challenge. And I do I do like PSG versus Nantes over 1.5 first half at plus 102 here, right? Because the the, the belief that I have is looking ahead at the huge Champions League match, PSG will try to, as I uh, like Steve like to say, done and dusted, right? Get this match sort of put to bed. In the first half, and then they can rest their their starters, the key contributors that they're going to need for this upcoming match. Um, the stats didn't necessarily align with that. I still really do like that play. To be fair, and it's a it's a lean that I would that would I would suggest. I think to the fact that PSG are just onto their fifth string goalkeeper, right? He's a professional goalkeeper. He's he's probably decent, but I can see Nantes getting on the board here. I see a three to one type match. It's uh. As Will said earlier, it's it's a bit of a uncomfortable uh, wager here, but I think you know PSG want this win for for domestic purposes. They're only three points ahead of Nice, uh, who sit behind them with a with a 14 goal tally and five against. Very uh, interesting side to to sit in the second part of that table. But due to the due to the impact of, of where they are in the in the league table, table, um, due to the fact that they're on their fifth string goalkeeper you know i think that has something to do with it and again it's uncomfortable but over 3.5 at plus 108 uh is the play here that i'm targeting
2: i like that one um if you played over three and a half in paris saint-germain's games this season you're making profit i was just looking up the keeper i've never really heard of imano Tenas, who i don't think started a professional game he's played i presume it's regional leagues uh for barcelona's b will might be able to tell me a little about that i don't know um, but Steve, get your thoughts on this one. Um, overs and three and a half the line.
0: Well, this is a match. I looked through the card and I completely disregard this game immediately because um, obviously PSG have got the, the the big Champions League game upcoming, so I wouldn't want to be involved on a handicap for them at all. I was very, I actually backed them last week on a handicap against Laharve, and I've very very luckily they covered. They didn't deserve that at all. It looked sloppy. The problem I've got is Nantes. I, I don't have a read on this team at all. So I'm, I'm not interested in Nantes games recently. They've actually just cha- changed their manager. Uh, they've brought in a guy called Jocelyn Gorvenek, a former manager of a team called Gangon. And you're the only guy I've ever, uh, the commentators who can actually pronounce Gangon correctly, Dan, by the way. No one else ever gets that right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he famously won the, the Coupe de France with them in mm. uh, 2014. Um, he's, not, he's a weird manager. I can't get a read. I've never been able to get a read on this manager either. So it's just as apt that he's joined uh, Nantes beat Nice last week one nil. I haven't got a clue which version of is gonna show up here Dan at all. Um Gorvanek sometimes comes attack minded sometimes he parks the bus so I don't know. This this could well hit because I mean it's a big price isn't it plus money RJ plus one ten is it plus one oh eight yeah yeah I mean this could cover on in the first half on its own if Mbappe's in the mood. You, you know, heard it's of just this one of those
2: yeah yeah I was just about to say well you heard of this keeper Mr. Yeah. I, I've just been looking at some of his stats. Is it just a, a good young keeper that, that could be something, but we just is don't know? He's
1: Spain, under-21 international, yeah. I believe. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's no mug. And yeah, yeah he is fifth, fifth string, uh, I guess, PSG keeper, because Sergio Rico is out. Uh, Donnarumma's obviously out. Keylor Navas is out. And uh, uh, who's let's the fourth? Letelier, uh, yeah Atelier? Yeah, I
3: yeah. don't know
1: much about him. So, I mean, it looks like they've got a lot of quality goalkeepers to me.
3: I mean, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, must I, say, I,
0: I do hope that Nantes get on the score sheet here because I, I, one of my pet hates him in football is when a backup keeper has, has a good game. So I think he's, you know, get on the overs because it's logical sense that PSG will be downgraded in between the sticks.
3: Yeah. And I want to be clear, too, to, to your point, guys. Like, again, he's a fifth string goalkeeper, right? But he's a young promising talent or right? he plays for mm. the national team, the under 21 national team. And he could very well be good. It's like, you know, I hate to bring the analogy to, to, to different sports, but like Tom Brady, I mean, it's a, he's a unicorn, but you give somebody a chance that's, that's got talent. They could just play very well. I'm not, I'm not discounting it, but, uh, the fact that he hasn't got a ton of first team experience, uh, at this level. And yeah, we'll see, see how he does. Are, are you
0: calling Arno Tenas that the, the Mac, Mac
2: Jones of, uh, Goalkeeping,
0: I sure hope so, Steve.
3: (laughs) I sure hope so. Over three
2: and a half goals in the uh, Paris saint germain game for RJ's second challenge pick from RJ. Steve, let's get some plays from you, shall we? Uh, We're going to go Eintracht Frankfurt by Munich, first of all. I'm not quite sure what's happened to Eintracht Frankfurt. They have lost their last four. This is 9.30 Saturday.
0: Yeah, this is a really boring square play, Dan. Bayern Munich, minus one and a half, Asian handicap, uh, minus 108. I I just think they're primed for this game. They've actually not really played much in in recent weeks. Last week's game was postponed because of loads of snow in Munich against Union Berlin. Before that, they had a dead rubber against Copenhagen in the uh, Champions League and and they they came back from the international break and beat Cohn 1-0, but it should have been three or four, really. I think Eintracht Frankfurt... What are they? They're sort of a mid-table team, really. I rank them about sort of 8th best in this league, maybe ninth best. They've had a lot of matches recently, Dan. Um, league, Cup, European fixtures as well. Both Bayern and um, Eintracht actually have something in common now. They've both been beaten by third-division side Schaarbrücken in the German Cup. So, um, it's a bit of a shock there on in, in midweek that uh, I put this pick in before Frankfurt lost to them. I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but I just think Bayern here will be bang up for it. They, they they know Leverkusen dropped points last week, they can win this game, they've still got one in hand. Um, you know, goal difference might be important in this league, so I don't think they're just gonna be happy to rock up and win one nil. Um, my, my, my only decision for this pick, Dan, was whether do I take the minus one and a half handicap or a same game parlay Bayern to win an over two and a half goals. I had to decide do I want the two nil score on my side or two one? you know, three two and ultimately I decided I want to have the two nil on my side. So bit of a say a bit of a square play, but I think Bayern are just gonna be way too strong for Frankfurt here. They won this fixture six one last season and I think they could uh, have a comfortable win again.
2: Uh Ren Monaco is your other play. Uh Ren with Julian uh, Julien Stefan back in charge. A couple of wins on the bounce but then beaten by Marseille uh last time. So that new manager bounces gone. What's the play for this game? Eleven AM Saturday.
0: Yeah, I've not had many chances to go overs in France this year, but I'm going over three goals here, plus 106, I think, is, is the price. It's not amazing value. In, in a way, I'm a little bit um, kind of going against... Uh, uh, there's other picks I could have had this week, which definitely offer more value, but this is a feel bet, Dan. I just feel these two sides... There's always usually goals when these two teams meet. They just have a knack of wanting to beat each other up. I think the Ren change of manager, Julian Stefan. We saw in the first home game he had, they beat Ren around uh, 3-1. He knows the importance of home. Monaco for me are not as good as their record suggests. I think they've got defensive issues. They give a lot of chances away. Extremely fortunate to keep a clean sheet against Montpellier last week. I don't think Ren will be as wasteful if they um if they gift as many opportunities away. And I think this is going to be a sort of a, a seesaw game, end to end. You know, there's Martin Terrier's back now for Wren, which is a big boost. You know, the, a lot of people were cashing on him any time scoring before he had the season-ending injury last year. That's a big boost for them. And um, I don't know which way it goes. I, Wren, I think, actually, I would give them the edge here. Both teams have had a whole week to prepare, which Wren haven't always had that luxury this season, so they'll be well fresh. The weather is improving. It's going to be a balmy 17 degrees Celsius in Ren in Brittany this weekend. I mean, that's mm. like a, a hot summer's day up here in Yorkshire, Dan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the players, no line. excuses, no <laughs> excuses with the with the weather. So um, whilst, I mean, to be fair, I would have this goal line set about 2.75 to 3, so I'm not getting outrageous value or anything. And um, sometimes I'm guilty of, of going, so I'm a bit of a different bet, or I, I will take these sort of bets rather than um, you know, force into value plays, but I, I will go down the field route of betting sometimes, and this is an example of one of them. I just feel this is a great opportunity for both sides to show their offensive
2: outputs. Plus 106 over three goals on the Asian line, Ren, against Monaco 11am on Saturday. Uh, we've got some leans to finish off with. Uh, we have talked about Real Sociedad Villarreal previously, but Will has got a lean in it. It's 12.30 Saturday. One of RJ's picks, of course, but uh, this is a different bet. RJ, Uh, likes both teams to score, yes, at a short price. Your lean is a little bigger, Will.
1: Yeah, two of our favourite teams to talk about on this show, Real Sociedad and Villarreal. I like Real Sociedad, minus quarter of a goal on the Asian handicap. Price is a little skinny, minus 117, um, but I think it's it's good enough to pull the trigger, uh, despite this only being a lean for me. Uh, we've spoken about Real Sociedad a lot. Their, uh, the NetXG numbers and the underlying data doesn't really suggest that they're um, as good as they actually are, uh, but the eye test really shows that they're a high-quality team, and I've, as I've said previously, the standout fourth-best team in La Liga, for me. They were very unlucky versus Osasuno last weekend when we backed them, again, minus a quarter, and I think on the same handicap versus Real, albeit with Marcelino kind of giving them a boost, we haven't really seen much evidence of Villarreal's performances markedly improving. They were unconvincing midweek against Maccabi Haifa in the Europa League. They deserved to lose to Sevilla um, in the prior round of La Liga last weekend. And as Steve, uh, sorry, RJ, uh, Steve, I think, believe mentioned this, uh, their defense is still very unconvincing and they're conceding lots of chances. And I think Real Sociedad are just the far better team here. So. Getting half the stake back if it's a draw, I think that's uh, that's that's a fair price. So uh, Real Sociedad minus a quarter.
2: Yeah, it's just a lean, obviously, for that one. Likewise, in Italy, the only Serie A fixture we've looked at, uh, RJ, uh, you gone for a big price one? Then this will, this will qualify for a hot dog. And how? What do you like?
3: Yeah, so looking at Own versus Torino, um, I like Own here at plus two thirty. They uh, led by uh, Asubio Di Francesco. Um, you know i talked about this in the in the future show i did like uh frozen on unfortunately to finish at the bottom of this table but it looks like the the newly promoted side is uh trying to make a statement to stick around um they're currently 12th with uh, 18 points and led by matias sully a uh, young argentinian forward 20 years old formerly of the juventus academy He's uh for the Argentina uh, under 20 team in the, in the world cup represented them. He's a pretty strong forward. I think uh, it's a very young side. So I think you're going to expect a little bit of inconsistencies from them. You know, Torino on the other hand, performing slightly better sitting 10th at the table, but they're, uh, you know, led by Duvin Zapata, former Atalanta man. Um, and they did win their last match, coincidentally three nil against Atalanta and frozen Owen lost three to one against AC Milan, I believe. So, I expect frozen to, to bounce back a little bit at home they've been quite strong uh this year the metrics look uh pretty favorable for them they've averaged 2.2 goals per match have yet to fail to score um the only concern i have here is you know torino might have found something last match they failed to score in 60 percent of their of their road matches they've averaged a abysmal 0. 0.4 goals per match on the road and because of their away metrics and their performance, I, I can see frozen known bouncing back from their loss and, uh, and, and in a fairly competitive match sneak out with the victory.
2: I like this one. I think it's really good play. Plus uh two thirty. It's only a lean from our I'll be backing hmm. uh Frost and I've got a lot of young players, a lot of low knees, but a lot of talent. And Sully, as you mentioned, is is one that they like. Uh Steve, you mentioned in Berlin against Gladbach under two point seven five goals previously at minus one one four. You've got one other lean for us. It's Sunday, nine AM in France.
0: This is Strasbourg against La Havre, and I like the visitors. Uh, Drawn a better plus 160 here. Um, You could also take plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap if you wanted. There's a good chance of under goals here. Simple facts I just don't rate Strasbourg at all under under Patrick Vieira. I think they're they're a sinking ship. Larve impressed me last week against PSG. I think they're actually, they, they do overachieve defensively, but they're actually underachieving offensively. So if they could just sort the goal scoring out. There'd be a half decent unit and I could see them nicking this one nil. I mean, I'm not this was close to actually um a main pick for me, but there's a match on Thursday. We don't know the result of it. It's breast against Strasbourg. Um that could be you know another awful game. I think the commentator might have to get creative in that one. Um <laughs> so um yeah, I do like La Javier. I don't think they'll lose the Strasbourgers, but so uh, let's just see how Thursday
2: night goes. Uh, let's just remind everyone of the challenge with the plays. Will, you are the defending champion after mm-hmm. victory last week. What are your two picks this week?
1: I'm going for Stuttgart, uh, Leverkusen, over three goals at minus 117. And I'm going for Barcelona to win versus Corona and over two and a half goals in the game at minus 106.
2: RJ, what's your plays for the, for the challenge?
3: Yeah, going to La Liga, Villarreal versus Real Sociedad. Both teams to score at minus 135. And League Own PSG versus Nantes over 3.5 at plus 108. Steve, have we got the last few? Have you got the last few right? Predicting? I'm on a
0: roll. I'm on a run, aren't I? Now, got the last three, um, <laughs> you might I think I might three. well have done. Yeah, um, I'm going to predict Will again. So, win. I think
2: Will might have the edge.
0: I th- uh, I, predict- I,
2: actually, I actually think Will's both of Wills are going to win. Is my but I'll
0: say this. Point. I'll say this. Uh, it's just that PSG pick. I, I don't have a clue what's what going to end. That could end absolutely anything. Um, RJ might absolutely smash that by half time. So, but I I, I just, um, my confidence in that game is, uh, is not that. But I tell you what, there's been a lot of winners recently on the show, and I think we both boys, it wouldn't shock me if it was a tie even for four and four. We'll see. You know, I
2: do, I do quite
1: on, like RJ's picks, to be honest.
2: Interesting. Well, I, RJ's picks are on um... Saturday, Wills are on Sunday, so we'll, we'll know what you've got to do ahead of Sunday games uh, one in Germany one in Fra- uh, one in Spain uh, that is your lot Steve uh, Will RJ thanks for your company good luck to everyone this weekend we'll keep uh, everyone updated across our X feeds of course that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show I'll be back alongside Steve next week as will one of Will or RJ we'll be taking on James Easton uh, stay across all of our Bet Rivers content this weekend and of course Us four will be back for the Champions League match day six as well, plus Europa League fun. So plenty of content coming your way over the course of the next seven days. From all of us for now, though, it is goodbye.